town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, I missed you all yesterday. I uh, I had to get the first one of my life, the first one, first time ever. I got a colonoscopy. So it's about that time. I'm actually a little late to the game. And boy, was that experience. <laughs> the uh, prep is worse, folks, colonoscopy. Prep is worse than the than the procedure. And uh, the good news is everything looks great, uh, and that is very good news, you know, because you never know with a colonoscopy what happens. Um, but my results and, you know, my report was good, so I guess I'll be talking to you guys for quite some time. Um, but in any case, I was chomping at the bit. I had so much. I forgot to tell you earlier in the week that I was going to be taking um, – Wednesday off and uh, I just thought oh yeah I'm going to be doing this show on um, uh, Wednesday morning and I had to do a rerun but I got to tell you I was chomping at the bit I had so much material because each day this week the show's been running over you know like I have I have so much material so much information that kind of got backlogged from over the weekend and I can't. I've been behind the behind the behind the ball, so to speak. There's so much going on, and so in my notes today, and what I wanted to uh, make sure I get to here are the four five main topics that I want to cover today. And the first one I wrote down in my notes is the COVID Chinese COVID whistleblower, and this whistleblower. Uh, coincides nicely with event 201. Both happened in October 2019. And this all happened in the wake of Fauci greenlighting gain of function. And you got to wonder. I don't even think I'm wondering anymore. I think it's, I think this was a plan. And uh, the last tweet that I tweeted, if you were to go to my Twitter, it says, why does 
Biden keep mentioning, like in New York, why does he keep mentioning, or in D.C., why does he keep mentioning, why does he keep mentioning about the, uh, there's going to be future pandemics? Why does he keep saying that? We hadn't had a pandemic since, what, 1917? The Spanish flu or whatever it was. And um, this is not something you plan on again, right? I mean, you plan for the worst, but it's not something you, you, you basically do everything you can to never have a pandemic, especially when the one that you're going through that crippled the economy, destroyed people's lives, resulted in suicide, that was managed by the liberals and not the conservatives at all in every case. People were getting shot, arrested, lives destroyed, all as a result of this big fat lie by the government and the globalists and the socialists and the liberals and the Marxists who were running the show. Just like they ran Afghanistan into the ground, just like they are opening the borders and running the southern border security into the ground. They don't have to explain for it because the mainstream media is part of them. And all we are here to do is report that because nobody else will. There is no other media that will question the media. And we're learning so many truths. Tomorrow is going to be a big day about the AZ audit. A big announcement. I have a feeling it's going to actually be very positive for Trump lovers, Trump supporters, patriots, America first supporters. People that support border security, American sovereignty, bilateral trade deals rather than globalism and multinational trade deals. People that oppose slave labor in China. People that oppose slave labor in America. People that want to see peace in the Middle East by normalizing relations with Israel. People that don't make up crap when it comes to climate change just so they could regulate your lives. They've been proven so wrong so long. Al Gore is back in the news. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a tweet. And they were wrong about COVID, too. They were wrong every step of the way, every single thing they've done. It's just been wrong. Every single step of the way. They've been lying to us. Banning products that save people's lives. They are the enemy of the people, and yet the people continue to pay their taxes and pay them. That is frustrating. New video is being released about January 6th. Prosecutors lost a fight to keep a set of January 6th Capitol surveillance videos under seal. That's according to a liberal rag called BuzzFeed. Trust me, the AZ audit's going to reveal the truth. The truth already has been pretty much outed with regard to climate change, and nobody could really prove whether it's cyclical or man-made or what have you. People have already proven that Mayorkas has been lying through his teeth when it comes to a secure border on a mission, work 18-hour days, like he's been saying. I work harder than anybody. Well, you know, yeah. Dumb people tend to do that. Work harder than everybody, but not get the job done. In fact, go in the wrong direction. Time to get new 
border secure personnel, maybe. But of course, we know he's lying. He knows what he's doing. He says he doesn't have the numbers, but he does. And these Australian mandates, Australia, because it's a globalist effort, this this whole COVID mandate, vaccine passport, social credit score BS, is all globalism. It's being run by the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum. And guess who has been a member of the World Economic Forum? And guess who has stocks in... Uh, in, in industries that require the precious metals that China is going to benefit from Afghanistan. Someone like Joe Biden? How about before the election when the mainstream media was banning everybody who posted anything about Hunter Biden and his pedophilia? Guess what happened? Finally, Politico comes out and decides, hey, you know what? There, we confirmed that this is real that the patriots weren't lying, that the people on the right were telling the truth. It's too little, too late. They tell a big fat lie on page one. They bury the, uh, re- they bury the, the uh, apology on page 22, six months later, after the impact of the lie has been achieved. The media is destroying our country. There is no way we would have a political shift and swing from a Joe Biden, from a from a Obama, from a from a Donald Trump to a Joe Biden. No way after Donald Trump gets 11 million new voters, as opposed to Obama in his reelection bid, got less voters and would have had less voters if he ran for a third term. Because nobody liked that liar in chief, Joe, uh, Barack Hussein, who sold out America to Iran and the Palestinians, who opened the border, who advanced the ball for amnesty, even though he knew it was unconstitutional. And they've just picked up where they left off. All of, all of Obama's personnel that works in Washington whether it be Jake Sullivan, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, or all these underlings, people you don't even know the names of, all these lawyers that work at the Brookings Institution, all are true believers. They're all in on the Marxist agenda. They are all in on the strategy and the coup and all the BS. We have learned through Durham recently that the Russian hoax was just that, a hoax that was financed by Hillary Clinton. I've been talking about that since day one, but I also drew a parallel to the Watergate and Hillary Clinton's experience with the Watergate and the Russian hoax and how the whole operation was a design to get get you to a cover-up. And Trump was smart enough, and he said on record several times, the one thing I learned about Nixon and Watergate was the cover-up can be worse than a crime. We've heard that a thousand times. But what he was really saying wink, wink, was he was basically saying, I'm not getting my hands involved because I know the trap you set for me. It's the same one you set at Watergate. Meaning that the burglary run by the plumbers in Watergate that was a bunch of radical Marxist socialists from Cuba and from the CIA 
were the ones that got busted. They were turned in. Nobody would have ever caught them if they knew what they were doing in the Watergate burglary. They were supposed to get caught. And the Republicans that got involved were young and hungry and probably not, probably were played. And they got involved, just like you could say, you know, General Flynn probably shouldn't have had that meeting alone with the FBI agents. Cost him a lot of problems, didn't it? And a lot of other uh, things. You had a lot of so-called rhino Republicans that turned on the president. Just look at Milley or H.R. McMaster or uh, John Bolton or all of these other people. How about uh, um, Amorosa? I mean, we forget all these names, all these people. How about Dan Coates, the DNI guy? All these people that didn't have America First policy best interests at heart when they took office. And one could say, well, why did Trump hire all these people? But Trump didn't even have any say. Like when it came to the Ukraine call and the ambassadors, um, Bill Taylor and, you know, and Maria uh, Yanovich uh, and... uh, George Kent, you know, all these people that were involved in a coup against the president of the United States for a perfectly good call with Ukraine. Now we're finding that not only did Hunter Biden, the emails that were connected with Burisma are being confirmed as true. Not only was he sleeping with minors as a pedophile, they hid all that. Three times I posted some Hunter articles and three times I was banned for 30 days on Facebook, particularly when it kind of counted. I was a voice on the right supporting Trump during an election and I was an influencer and they cut me down and they did it strategically. They did it just before January 6th. They did it just before the the November election in uh, 2020. And they did it one other time. And, and every single time I went back and looked, and they always cited a Hunter Biden article. And that was the one that did me in. And now I'm even afraid to post about Hunter Biden on Facebook. But I will tell you this, that everything I posted was true now. So they banned me. No apology from them. They're fact checkers that they pay for, in, uh, that are basically working in a telecom uh, department in India, basically with a cheat sheet. They're like robots working for $2 a day. That's what Facebook does. Incidentally, their chief technology officer stepped down after 13 years with them. Um, I don't know what that means. It might be a shakeup in Facebook. But the $400 million he spent on rigging the elections in Michigan and Milwaukee, these people that were working the desks. We're going to read a uh, statement that Trump made yesterday, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. We're going to go ahead and read that. But we also have some clips to corroborate everything I just told you. It's kind of how we do it here. We queue it up and then we prove what we say. That's pretty fair, right? So that's what we're going to do now. There's so much proof coming out, though, I want to say. It's not just about Biden that we're being vindicated. 
It's not just about the AZ audit that we're going to be vindicated tomorrow, I believe. And what's happening in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Milwaukee and Michigan and the revelations that are being made. But we're also being vindicated about the strategy of this global effort to turn COVID into a vaccine passport, to turn that into a social credit scoring system. We're seeing and witnessing the globalists worldwide all in bed with the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. Australia is knee-deep in it. And what we're seeing is exactly what they're doing is something that would happen here in America. The only problem with America is we're armed to the teeth and we shoot back. They come to us us with their stupid rubber bullets, we're going to shoot them in the head. I mean, there's a guy standing there with 15 bullets in his back. They're rubber bullets. This is the way they're treating the people that they want to care for. We're only shooting you in the back with these rubber bullets because we care about your health. What? Come to find out that we're actually shooting real bullets too. So Donald Trump wrote a uh, statement. And I want to read that. It was uh, sent out um, yesterday evening. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States. I spent virtually no time with Senators Mike Lee of Utah, Rhino, and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, the biggest criminal in the Senate, Lindsey Graham, talking about the 2020 presidential election scam or as it is viewed by many, the crime of the century. Lindsay and Mike should be ashamed of themselves for not putting up the fight necessary to win. Look at the facts. There are, they are coming out. Look at the facts that are coming out in Arizona, Georgia. This is Donald Trump speaking, okay? Look at the facts coming out in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and other states. If this were Schumer and the Democrats, with the evidence we have of election fraud, especially newly revealed evidence, they would have never voted to approve Biden as president. And had they not, all of the mistakes that were made over the last month, which are destroying the country, would not have happened. Mike Lee, Lindsey Graham, and all the other Republicans who were unwilling to fight for the presidency of the United States, which would have included at least an additional four Republican senators, two in Georgia, one in Michigan, one in Arizona, are letting the Democrats get away with the greatest election hoax in history, a total con job. We are losing our country, Donald Trump says. This is Donald Trump speaking in his memo. Because he's been banned on Twitter and Facebook, and yet Taliban has a Twitter account. The Democrats are vicious and fight like hell. And the Republicans do nothing about it. Rhinos fight harder against Republicans than they do against Democrats. They want to be so politically correct, even if that means losing our country, which is happening now. The evidence of determinative and wide-ranging election fraud is staggering. Your Republican president, presidential candidate won in a landslide, but has so little backing from Republican leadership, in quotes, they should be ashamed of themselves. Why don't they have hearings? 
or even if just Republicans had open public sessions, we would all hear the irrefutable facts. Remember, the fake news media does not report the truth. And that is exactly what we're up against. And this is about the election fraud. I cannot wait. I am waiting with bated breath. It's going to come out tomorrow afternoon on a Friday. I'll be talking about it big time on Monday. The AZ audit is, I think, going to be a really great moment in American history. And I know that I've been a skeptical. I've been skeptic. I've been a skeptic about that. And it's only because of the lack of leaks. I believe there was some shenanigans going on. People were getting fired. There was no leaks. There were no leaks. And there seemed to be taking a long time. And the excuse they made was the router data. That they never got access to the routers, that they got access to the data. But when they came back with those two tweets from Wendy Rogers and Fan, and they basically said, we have everything we need. They basically said to the American people, we have no excuses. What we are going to deliver to you is what you were expecting. And once they came out with those notices, they basically were saying the deal, whatever deal was being made, came down on the side for the Patriots. And in fact, um, this guy, uh, this guy, um, Maricopa County Supervisor Steve Chukri resigned from uh, office after uh, being exposed for being a fraud. And uh, what he said really in there, which was kind of interesting, is he was upset with a with a particular person. He says that the he said that his biggest mistake. This is the kicker of this article. Chukri threw Supervisor Clint Hickman under the bus for uh, the audit, the uh, the BS audit, he calls it, where they only audited 2% of the ballots. He said that his biggest mistake was believing Hickman that they could not audit more than 2% of the ballots and that Hickman just didn't have the guts. And so then, basically, uh, he resigned. I think it was that he wanted a limited audit and they, we ended up getting a full audit. Mary writes, never forget the pipe break in Fulton County, Georgia. On election night at State Farm Arena was a lie. Why did poll watchers and the media get kicked out of the room where ballots were counted in secret for 90 minutes and run through the machine multiple times? Who is Ruby Freeman? And she was a on on a lot of video, talking about a lot of different things. And uh, so I want to play a clip by a woman who uh, makes a lot of sense. I like these clips by just normal people making bold statements. 28 seconds. Okay, I know I can't be the only one wondering... Where is that death count ticker that's been on CNN? You know, the one when Trump was in office, they were counting all the COVID deaths every day. 
What happened to that when Biden got into office? I kind of need to know how many people he's killed from COVID. This is important. I mean, they made it very important when Trump was in office to show us every day that ticker going. So where is that CNN? Where's the ticker at? Where is that ticker? Where are all the death counts? They're lying. They're fear. It's fear porn, right? It's basically, they're basically trying to scare you into submission. And if you do that, you will end up being a victim like the victims in Australia. You've all seen the videotapes of what's happening in Australia, I hope. You must. And the mainstream media that supports someone like Joe Biden gets nothing in return from Joe Biden. That's the kicker of the whole thing. And so I wanted to play that. Oh, and then there's a Bill Gates clip too uh, that he was questioned about. Um, he was questioned about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so this uh, segment of our show is going to be talking a little bit about exposing the media for their lies. Let's take a listen to this ad cover-up of Hunter Bi- of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, uh, published by the Huffington Post. Oh no, it's a scripted. It's it's not what I was expecting. Well, I was, basically, I'm looking for something else. I want I want you to hear this. Okay, so here's ben, Boris Johnson, who also coined the phrase "build back better," and. Joe Biden is sitting there listening in the Oval Office with Boris Johnson, who basically wanted to ask to take questions from the press because Joe Biden's team didn't want him to. And I'll tell you, I have some, I have a comment about this that I want to make. Okay, let take, let's take a listen to Boris Johnson right here. And, and by the way, in the middle of, like right as near the end of his statement, they sensed that he was going to wrap up his statement. And they didn't want it to be Joe's turn to take a question of any kind whatsoever. And so these foreign joint pressers are spelling big trouble for Joe Biden and embarrassing our country because all these other world leaders are like, what's the problem? And do you recall when Joe, when uh, President Trump took all the questions and basically took the air out of the room and the other leader had to sit there and wait? Trump took all the questions. But let's take a listen. This is fascinating. You're going to find this interesting. Uh, unbalances the, the Belfast Good Friday uh, Accords. That's the uh, Belfast Good Friday Agreement. That's that's the. Okay, right in the middle of his statement. These reporters, they're a bunch of cucks. I mean, they're a bunch of just weak, spineless sellouts. They had Donald Trump 
and they did everything that they could, whether it's to bury the Hunter Biden story or worse. Let's take a listen to the recent Hunter Biden story blowback because all of a sudden it's been Politico that's outed the Hunter Biden story. It took Politico because the Gateway Pundit or Breitbart or any conservative, you know, the Federalist, um, every conservative outlet was writing about these stories about Hunter Biden. The New York Post was the oldest newspaper in America, wrote about it, got banned on Twitter. And yours truly got banned on Facebook for talking about Hunter Biden. And now Politico finally is coming out and saying, no, that story held water. Everybody knew it held water. It's videotape. And they all said it was a lie when Hunter was sleeping with uh, Malika Obama. There's pictures of them naked. And all these other things that they were doing. I mean, it's so graphic and so ridiculous and just unbelievable. Pictures of him smoking crack. Pictures of audio of him talking to Russian hookers about another laptop that got banned or that got hijacked and stolen. And by the way, there was no hacker. The guy turned in his laptop who was just high on stoned all the time. And by the way, there's another clip we're going to play. There's no doubt about it in my mind that Joe Biden, uh, when he was um, speaking uh, on on his committee back in the 80s, was complete in 87, was completely high on cocaine. And you could hear it in his voice. You could see it in his face, too. It's a video, but we're going to hear that in a second, too. But take a listen to Rudy Giuliani who is basically the first to have seen everything that now the Politico people have confirmed. Has to see all of this confirmed uh, by Politico uh, after all the horrible things the media said about you when this laptop story first popped up. You must feel in some way vindicated. Well, of course I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for my apology from Leon Panetta. I mean, and, and the uh, 49 others who uh, said it was Russian disinformation. I mean, I was so insulted when they said that. You can't find a bigger anti-communist than me, way, way before they were even born. And uh, to say I was a Russian agent, when I had, I, mean, I got it directly from the guy, from Mac. Right. He's the one that got it from Hunter Biden. And the only reason he ever looked at it, it was his property eventually, was because he was disgusted by the lies that Joe Biden was saying on television. He knew that Biden was deeply involved in the Ukraine. Right. He knew that Biden got about $8 million, got half of that from Hunter. I mean, they keep ignoring, they keep ignoring the text from Hunter to his father, uh, from Hunter to his uh, uh, daughter, rather, in which he explains that 50% of everything went to Joe for 30 years. Jesus. 50%, 50%. of everything went to Joe Biden for 30 years. That's I, right on it, Hunter's... It, uh, 
laptop. Right. It, it, it's, it's, it's such an explosive story. I mean, if it was really any other time, I don't want to just say if it was Trump, if it was any other time except right now, yeah, uh, this, your television literally would explode. This story is so big. It's the sitting president of the United States. It's his son. Poli- that's, that's exactly what's, that's what this is showing. That's what this proves. And Politico is proving it. A, a liberal news medium is proving it, confirming a oh, huge story. It. And then look at this. Look at the screen. You can see this is a major story. But here's Politico's website yesterday. All of these stories. I could not even find this story on their homepage. All of these stories on Politico. We keep scrolling. We keep scrolling. All of these were more important than allegations that the sitting president of the United States confirmed by Politico is corrupt. They buried their own story just to protect a liberal president. It's unbelievable. They're not journalists. They're not even Americans. They're sycophants. They're uh, ideological or possibly corrupt sycophants. I mean, you can't possibly ignore a story like this. I mean, the the reality is that Hunter Biden, through his daughter, in 2019, sends a text in which he says that for 30 years I've been paying all of the expenses of the family and I still have to give 50% of everything I earn to pop. Well, that explains the whole conspiracy. Then it's filled with maybe a hundred more crimes. Uh, Simple summation, they made about $30 million selling his uh, uh, office as senator, office as vice president. Totally corrupt. It's also a bit perverted. You've got child pornography on that place, on that uh, hard drive. That the FBI had. Yeah. No, I mean, that. We've heard the, the allegations. Delaware police reported. I brought it to them. Yeah. I brought it to them. I showed them the pictures of the young girl with no clothes on. They didn't do a damn thing about it because the Bidens can get away with child pornography. It's disgraceful. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. No wonder he's such a terrible president. The man, the man is completely amoral. He, the, the, the fact that he's a nice man, garbage. He's a mean guy. You can see it. But like if I saw a picture of those Haitians down there in in Texas, and I was the president or I was mayor, I'd be on Air Force One right away fixing it for the benefit of my country and for the benefit of those poor people that he's killing. I mean, those you know, people are 15,000 people are living in 100 degree Fahrenheit. And they don't have a bathroom. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're being here. And we're going to go into that. We're going to go into that here in just a couple minutes uh, with Mark Morgan talking about it. That now they're, they're simply just releasing them into the country. So they will become all of our problems here very soon. I want to get back to this, though, for a second, Mr. Mayor. Uh, you know, the former president was impeached over a phone call trying to get this kind of this exact story investigated in another country. He was impeached for that. Meanwhile, the current president is actually being protected when actual proof of that corruption is shown. And that dichotomy to me is just astounding. Well, you know, I've been a lawyer all my life and for 17 years as a prosecutor. And uh, nobody really understands this. But my reason for doing this is my sense of justice was just outraged when I saw this. I mean, I got it to defend President Trump but went against Russian collusion because there was Ukrainian collusion, not Russian collusion, which is all coming out now, including with the indictment. Mm. Hillary Clinton paid for the Russian collusion story. It's completely made up. I defended him on that. Now, I didn't know that this hard drive existed at the time, which means that Director Gray of the FBI and the Attorney General hid it. They held it back when it could have exonerated the president. 
I mean, Gray should be out on his backside immediately. Right. <laughs> and, look, and look at the FBI. It's completely fallen apart. I mean, they can't even investigate the case of this poor girl. Who, she she doesn't have to yeah. be dead. Chris Ray. Yeah. They don't have, she doesn't have to be dead. And neither did those gymnasts have to be uh, sexually abused, all 70 of them. It's been, just it's have been it. black guy after black guy. In, yeah. It's, it you know, we have a, we have a the FBI who covers up crimes. I mean, it's disgraceful. The FBI is a crime organization. There's no doubt about it, about that. All right, we have a lot more. So I want to take. I want you to take a listen. This is Joe Biden in 1987, high on cocaine, and speaking about, uh, to a uh, judge confirmation, and making a point that has exactly been reversed today by him. Just to give you an idea. And you should see his facial expressions and his hand, hand gestures. They indicate to me a guy that's completely lunatune, completely wacko. Uh, but let's take a listen. Don't get one disease under control. You may find legislative bodies taking whole classes of people based upon propensity of conduct. Well, to say we're going to put you in a certain category. We're going to demand mandatory testing for you. Don't get one disease under control. You may find legislative bodies taking whole classes of people based upon propensity of conduct. Well, to say we're going to put you in a certain category. We're going to demand mandatory testing for you. In 1987, for him to even have that thought means that it was a deep-seated thought that he's actually living out right now and he's pushing. It's sickening. It's disgusting. So I want you to hear Marjorie Taylor Greene on the, uh, on the Congress floor. I've introduced articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. The reason why I've done so is for his disgraceful actions having to do with Afghanistan, abandoning Americans, arming and terrorist nation, the Taliban, which is treason, giving aid and comfort to our enemies. But also, I've also introduced articles of impeachment for the national security crisis created at our southern border, which today is actually being invaded. But heading into this week, perhaps the most evil and disgusting thing that is going to happen in this 117th Congress is the bill that's going to be introduced that makes it a federal law to allow abortion up until the day of birth. This wall says, in God we trust. And if that is the case, then this Congress will reject this evil bill and protect the innocent unborn. If this nation becomes a nation where we have such a federal law that can kill a baby up until the day of birth, then God will no longer provide protection in his grace over America. Thank you. I yield the remainder of my time. So she's one of the few Congress people that stands up for what is right. Now, I want to also talk about COVID. Okay, so what we're talking about there was Joe Biden. Now we're going to talk about COVID for a moment. I also um, I, I want I want to cover cover a bunch of issues right now today, but we're going to go try to get through some of these clips before we run out of time. I want to, I want to listen to this. This is how they were fudging the numbers. Remember, we all suspected that COVID numbers are being fudged. 
Let's take a listen. Um, the dashboard and how it's set up myself as far as how we get information out to the community on meaning. So this is a shock video, senior doctors and a marketing director at an in uh, at or in North Carolina discussed inflating COVID-19 numbers by counting recovered patients as active COVID patients. They say, in quotes, we need to be more scary to the public. If you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. That's a quote. Let's take a listen again. Numbers, we do that on a weekly basis. So that's on our website, and we've been sharing that through social channels as well, particularly those graphics that show the number of patients in-house, the percentage of them that are unvaccinated, the percentage of unvaccinated people in the ICU and the percentage of deaths and the numbers. So those are numbers that we put out as far as we don't get into details of floor. or right. Those other numbers are certainly out there. Right. I, I guess my feeling at this point in time is maybe we need to be completely a little bit more scary for the public. Then there's another comment, as I completely agree, there are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, but we're not counting in those numbers. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital? So is that all the people who have been in the hospital since the beginning of COVID? Well, or that are still in, and that's something that I can take to someone else. But I think those are important numbers, the patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. Okay. Carolyn, we call those, I'm sorry, we, we're calling those recovered now. If you look at yeah. the Navant Health dashboard, they're listed as recovered. But I do think it, from our standpoint, we would still consider them a COVID patient because they're still healing. Yeah. So I think that that needs to be highlighted as well. Yeah. Because once they're off isolation, they drop from the COVID numbers. That's exactly right. Kellen, we can talk offline and yeah. how we run that up to marketing. And- right. So I'm just going to say, Carolyn, I think we have to be more blunt. We have to be more forceful. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. I mean, let's just let's just be really blunt. You don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. That's what she's pushing. That is a lie, folks. That's a lie. These are the people that are running our health systems at the state level. This is for North Carolina, and that's not even a real you know, radical state, right? That's not radically left, North Carolina. Senior doctors and a marketing director at North Car- in North Carolina discussed inflating COVID-19 numbers by counting recovered patients as active. We need to be more scary to the public. If you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. Those are all lies. Here's another lie about masks. Here's a guy that's a blue-collar work- worker, basically looks like a, maybe a firefighter or something like that. I don't know what line of work he's in, but he's got this meter and he sticks a hose inside his mask. And let's just take a listen. Hey, good morning, everybody in Facebook land. I have a little public safety announcement for everybody. Let's uh, let's talk about the air that we breathe. 
this is a little gadget we use here. I'm a union electrician, and sometimes we have to work in confined spaces. This gadget here will read whether or not the air that you're breathing is safe. Okay, it reads oxygen levels, uh, carbon monoxide, methane. If the atmosphere you're working in, in a enclosed, you know, in an enclosure, a confined space, is not safe, the alarm goes off, and it will tell you basically get out before you die. All right. Um, I'm going to hold this up in front of my face here a little bit, and it's uh, it's fine. Nothing happens. The uh, the oxygen is fine. Everything is fine. Okay. Now. Let's do this here. Let's put on a mask. Now. So now you just put on a typical blue mask that you would wear. Not even an N95, which is, I think, even more stifling. But because they work better. Um, but this is just one of those standard medical blue masks you see on people all the time. And he's going to stick the hose inside the mask. We're going to take the oxygen or the, the meter again. We're going to stick it just inside of the mask here. And let's see what happens. I'm just breathing normal. Oh, my goodness. Right away. Look at that. Look at my oxygen levels. Now, they want everybody to wear these masks all day long. Now, if this was happening on my work site, we would have to get out of the confined space immediately because the air that we're breathing is not safe. So now you're going to tell me that wearing this mask all day long is safe. It is not safe for you. It is not safe for your children to wear that mask all day long. So I'm going to tell you what. Stick that up your fact checker, people. They don't work. They're, they might stop droplets from coming out of my mouth, but to wear these all day long, it is not safe for you. People... Come on, wake up. These things do more harm to your body than anything else. All right? That's all I got to say, people. Stay safe and live free. And one other thing is it says on the box of those masks, the ones that you're allowed to go on a plane and enter a store or do whatever, it says these masks do not stop viruses like coronavirus. It says it on the box. Don't expect, you know, any kind of uh, efficacy when it comes to viruses because the virus modules and molecules. And there was a painter, and the painter said, took off the mask. He was double masked. He had better masks. And still he had pain up his nose and down his throat. And he said, basically, the paint is so much thicker in molecule in terms of micro, micro size uh, than a, a nano-sized virus. So, so basically, what he was saying is these masks aren't preventing you from getting the virus. And it's true, in the beginning... When they said asymptomatic is unlikely to spread, that was true. As soon as they changed that rule, that's when the whole lockdown happened. Because if you were asymptomatic and you still could spread, that was the game changer of all game changers. Fauci's on record, as I played a clip a long time ago, where asymptomatic, 
He said, never spreads. It's unlikely. It's all my years. I'm an expert, whatever. Then he said, masks really don't work. In fact, they could be worse. You're fidgety. You touch your mask, whatever. He said, if you're sick and you walk out and you're sneezing or whatever, yes, a mask, just like the guy said here, could help you from spitting out. Fair enough. If you're sick, if you're symptomatic, wear a mask. If you're asymptomatic, don't. Because it's not going to prevent you from receiving a virus that's airborne. It's not going to be able to do that because the mask is no match. It's like a mosquito flying through a chain link fence. Right? We've all seen those memes. There's a meme, speaking of memes, there's a great meme that came out. It says, we tried scaring you. You know how they say like the four stages of grief? It seems like there's like five, six stages of, uh, six stages of uh, COVID. We tried scaring you. That's number one. Then we bribed you. Hey, you want a pizza? You do this, you know, you want a free beer? Get a vaccine. Then we guilted you. We guilted you. We made you, we tried to make you feel guilty. You're hurting other people by not complying. Then we shamed you. Shame, shame, shame. Confronting people in stores. We heard people on media saying we need to shame them. Michael Smirkanich was one of the first to come out. What a loser that guy is. He's a radio uh, and CNN host from the Philadelphia area, Michael Smirkanish. Shame. He believes in shaming people. He doesn't even know the science, the numbnut. And uh, then we blamed you. Now they're blaming you, the non-vaccinated, for causing the vaccinated to get sick. They're blaming you. First time that's ever happened. Now we're going to fire you. So scare you, bribe you, guilt you, shame you, blame you, fire you. That's what they're doing. And you know why they're doing it, they say? Because we care about you. We want you to be healthy. So we're going to shoot you in the back with rubber bullets. We're going to deny you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or monoclonal monoclonal antibodies, which are made in several labs, um, produced in several labs like Regeneron. Believe you, me, what what you have to do too is you have to be prepared because if you do get this virus, you want to know what to do. And what you want to do is you want to call your doctor, go to the nearest clinic, get tested, as soon as possible, once you test positive, you get monoclonal antibodies. You demand them. You go anywhere you can to get them. And you take them. And you uh, request ivermectin. And you uh, get yourself treated with um, zinc and vitamin D. And if you can uh, recover sitting out in the sun, that's probably not a bad idea. And for the most part, these recoveries are really successful. 
But you got to have a plan. Just like uh, Josh Rogan um, had. So basically he had a plan and he beat it. But the main ingredient was monoclonal antibodies. The problem with antibody, mono, monoclonal antibodies is they're expensive. They cost like $2,000. And the insurance companies don't necessarily want to pay the bill. And um, they're a lot more expensive than, say, ivermectin. And they're a lot more expensive than perhaps the vaccine. So they're pushing the vaccine for a lot of reasons. And the reasons are really, probably tomorrow I'm going to go through my tweets, but there was a list of people that were connected with the World uh, Economic Forum. And um, I wrote this up. It says, uh, do the math, it's simple. World Economic Forum partners, AstraZeneca, let's see, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, and Pfizer. Those are World Economic Forum partners. Those four uh, vaccine makers, right? And then the world, that's the World Economic Forum. Then the World Economic Forum members, guess this, get this. Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, Justin Trudeau, Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand, Scott Morrison from Australia, and Angela Merkel from Germany. What are the odds? And then, of course, we have this whistleblower that we didn't get to today. We'll get to tomorrow. Big story, who basically said this was a man-made virus and that it was intentionally released in October 2019. At the same time, the Event 201 that was founded by um, Johns Hopkins, who did all the number counting for the covid Financed the gain of function was financed by Fauci, who did all the all the recommendations and guidances, and also in addition to that, the Event 201 was financed by Bill Gates. So you got Bill Gates, you got the um, the uh, hospital uh, that I just mentioned, and then you have um, Bill Gates, and uh, you have the I was trying to think of the ha, I just drew a blank. Um, But basically you have all of this stuff all in one one fell swoop. Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, Bill Gates, and Dr. Fauci all on the team. And they were all part of the foundation that made all this happen. So it's worth a look. This is the same as Hunter Biden. This is the same as a lot of other things. So it's a cover-up by the media. They're all in play. It's all about trying to control you. Hey, we're out of time. My name's Scott Adams. We'll see you next time on the radio. The mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.